Your top stories on Blitz this hour. Mercedes Storm ahead of their rivals at practice. Excitement builds for the Catalan Grand Prix. Another Premier League weekend awaits. The latest edition of the Roland Garros approaches. And the Capitals ease past the Super Kings in Dubai. Mercedes pair Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas headed to Sochi for the Russian Grand Prix as heavy favourites to continue their domination of the 2020 Formula One season. While Friday's first practice at the Sochi Autodrome was an incident-filled affair, the second went more according to script. Having finished 19th in free practice one after two big lockups, it was the world champion who posted an early fastest lap as he looked to get the feel of the track. Hamilton may well have even been faster on a weekend where he'll attempt to secure a record equaling 91st win had he not had another lockup at turn 13 on his last soft tyre run. Bottas though on the circuit where he scored his first win in 2017 led his second consecutive session of the Russian Grand Prix weekend when he clocked a 1 minute 33.519 seconds to go 0.267 clear of Hamilton. Australia's Daniel Ricciardo followed up his second place from free practice one by going third for Renault while the McLarens of Carlos Sainz who crashed in FP1 and Lando Norris finished fourth and fifth. Liberty Media have confirmed that former Ferrari team boss Stefano Domenicali will take up the role of president and CEO of Formula One next year. Incumbent Chase Carey is set to relinquish the role in January 2021 to assume the role of non-executive chairman ahead of the 2021 Formula One season. The American replaced Bernie Eccleston as Formula One's chief executive officer in January 2017 after Liberty Media completed its buyout of the sport. Having joined Ferrari from university in 1991, Domenicali became sporting director in 2002 and then succeeded Jean Todt as team principal in 2008, overseeing their victory in the Constructors' Championship in his first season, the Italian team's last world title triumph. He resigned in April 2014 after the team made a poor start to the new era of hybrid turbo engine regulations. Most recently, he served as CEO of Lamborghini, having joined parent company Audi, while also acting as the president of the FIA's single-seater commission. The Italian's appointment means that the two most senior roles in motorsport, F1 CEO and FIA president, will be held by former Ferrari team principals. Tot has served as the head of the FIA, F1's governing body, since 2009, although he has said he will not serve beyond his current term into 2022. Mercedes pair of Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas will be looking for further success in Sochi. You can find out if indeed Lewis Hamilton gets to uh, claim his 91st win of his career by watching live on Supersport Motorsport. Franco Mobidelli shrugged off a crash at the Catalonia MotoGP FP2 to top the timesheets on his Petronas SRT Yamaha machine on Friday. The Italian hit the deck at turn 10 but came back strong in the final moments of the session with an effort of 1 minute 39.789 seconds that left him quickest in both FP2 and overall on the day. Joining him in the 1 minute 39 brackets was Joan Zarco, who was another to crash early on in the session. The Frenchman was the only Ducati rider anywhere close to the front, with the factory and Pramac riders unable to crack the top 10 in FP2. Just as he did in Mazzano, Brad Binder turned things a notch up between FP1 and FP2, setting the third fastest time on the KTM, having been 21st and 2.3 seconds slower in the morning. 
Maverick Vignal is third in the championship, turning the fourth fastest time on the Yamaha, ahead of top Honda rider Takaki Nakagami and Jean Mir. The Spaniard slipping down the order to sixth, having run near the top when he completed his time attack earlier than most. Championship leader Andrea De Vizioso struggled to 18th best time, while Fabio Quateraro developed a technical issue on the Petronas FCT Yamaha to end up 14th. MotoGP action next heads to Catalunya. Catch all the action on Supersport Variety 2. With Manchester United having added only Donny van der Beek to their ranks, Red Devils loyalists are growing understandably anxious and defeat Crystal Palace in their Premier League opener would have done nothing to alleviate their concerns. Now, ahead of United's second league obligation of the 2020-2021 season, manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has backed the players currently at his disposal, suggesting that he will be content even if they fail to reinforce further. Well, as, as I've said so many times, I'm very confident in my players. And uh, if and when something happens, both ins and outs will we'll update you. That's uh, uh, In football, you, you can't uh, predict... Uh, too much, but for me, we're just working, uh, working on uh, on getting better. My focus is solely on the game. I can't be uh, uh, thinking any other way now. We need we need three points in this game, and then we can talk again. Manchester United's next two games come against Brighton and Hove Albion, a side currently riding a three-game winning streak across all competitions. They first meet the Seagulls in the league before facing off in the last 16 of the Carabao Cup. Manchester City have been hit by a spate of unavailable players ahead of their first home match of the new Premier League season against Leicester City. Key figures including Sergio Aguero, Bernardo Silva, Oleksandr Sinchenko, João Cancelo and Nicolas Otamendi remain injured while Amarik Laporte and Ilka Gundogan are still unavailable after contracting coronavirus. But City manager Pep Guardiola says he'll make no excuses as he's set to include a selection of youth players for Sunday's squad. Always have been difficult, will, will be no exception. but. We play at home, uh, and I see the team, even we have just 13 players for the first team, I see the team really, really well uh, in terms of happiness and, uh, and relation between them. The young players help us a lot, and we have an exceptional group to move forward. The Spaniard has additionally lauded Brendan Rodgers' Foxes. Leicester have an exceptional players up front in the middle, uh, so... We know it, the players know it, and I know how tough it will be. But uh, yeah, we are there. So we will see. Now it's just recover tomorrow and Friday before the game. We see the players they are more fit and ready and, and, go, and go to play the game. Manchester United kick off match day three of the Premier League as they seek a first win away at Brighton. Chelsea and high-flying Everton are also on the road. Supersport will also bring you two blockbuster fixtures as Manchester City host Leicester City while Liverpool welcome Arsenal to Anfield. Huddersfield Town and Nottingham Forest did battle on Friday night in the Skybet Championship with both sides in desperate need of three points after back-to-back -back defeats. It was the Reds who started brightly. Sammy Amiobi called Ben Hammer into action, getting fingertips on a strike from the edge of the box. The Terriers came agonizingly close to breaking the deadlock 25 minutes in. 
Bryce Samba made a mess of a save to deny Josh Karama. Fraser Campbell almost got to the rebound. The former Manchester United striker would eventually find the back of the nets in the second period. Chance! Goal! Volleyed in by Fraser Campbell for Huddersfield. It's their first goal of the season and it's an excellent volley from Fraser Campbell. Huddersfield in front. Really well worked goal that. A second goal would have eased nerves for the hosts. They really should have found it at the death, but somehow they failed to convert. It wouldn't matter all that much by the full-time whistle, with Huddersfield's lead still intact. Victory for the Terriers. Only three teams boast the perfect record at the start of the season. Reading, who sits at the summit, Bristol City and Luton Town. Nottingham remain in the drop after a third successive defeat on Friday night. Action from the Skybet Championship resumes throughout the weekend. Catch the battle between Wickham and Swansea live on your World of Champions. Luis Suarez was presented as a new Atletico Madrid player on Friday. The former Barcelona hitman left the Catalan Giants on a free and completed his move to their La Liga rivals on Friday at the Wanda Metropolitano, walking into his new stadium alongside Atletico Madrid president Enrique Cerezo. The 33-year-old joined Barca in 2014 from Liverpool and departs the club as their second-highest all-time goalscorer, having found the back of the nets 198 times. He arrives at Atletico as a direct replacement for Alvaro Morata, who joined Juventus earlier this week. Plenty of La Liga action for you to enjoy this weekend. The only two teams who've managed to win two from two so far up against Stern Tests. Real Betis face Real Madrid, while Granada visit Atletico Madrid. Barcelona end off the weekend by taking on Villarreal. Top seed Novak Djokovic faces Swede Michael Emer in the first round of the 2020 French Open, whilst second seed Rafael Nadal seeking a record-extending 13th title at Roland Garros was dealt a tough path to this year's final. The Spaniard takes on Bulgaria's Igor Gerasimov in the first round and potentially faces this year's US Open finalists Alexander Zverev and Dominic Thiem in the quarter and semi-finals respectively. Current world number three Thiem begins his campaign against former world number three Marin Cilic. Meanwhile, Andy Murray meets 2015 champion and current world number 17 Stan Wawrinka for the 21st time in what is the pick of Thursday's first round draw. Three-time Grand Slam champion and former world number one Murray reached the final of the French Open back in 2016, but he's yet to be crowned champion of the tournament. Since pulling out of the Australian Open in January 2019 with a hip injury, the 33-year-old has struggled to get back in form and is currently 111th in the ATP rankings. Only 1,000 spectators per day will be allowed at this year's French Open after the government imposed tougher restrictions in response to a resurgence of COVID-19 in the country. Soaring coronavirus numbers have already seen the maximum daily capacity reduced from 11,500 to 5,000 last week. Traditionally, around 35,000 people descend upon Roland Garros every day during the first week of the tournament, and last year's total attendance was almost 520,000. The current limit of 1,000 fans per day means this year's total attendance will be less than 3% of what it was in 2019.
Don't miss out on the first round of the 2020 French Open. Supersport has you covered with two feeds to help you stay up to date with all the Grand Slam action from Paris. Stefanos Tsitsipas was aiming to improve his clay game in the final stop before Roland Garros as he met the relentless Dusan Lajovic in the Hamburg European Open quarterfinals. The second seed slumped to a first-round defeat in Rome but managed to progress to the last eight in Germany without dropping a service game. While the Greek star held serve throughout the first set, he couldn't break his opponent either and with that the opener went to a tie-break. And after starting the tie-break poorly, a beautifully executed winner from Tsitsipas set up set point that he gleefully accepted. Tsitsipas got the second set off to a positive start by breaking the Serbian, but Lajovic broke back immediately. The second seed rose to the occasion once more to break the Serbian serve and effectively end any resistance. Ultimately, Tsitsipas was dominant from the baseline and hit some astonishing winners en route to his 7-6, 6-2 victory. The Hamburg European Open heads into the semi-finals and you can see this all live on Supersport Tennis. Alina Svitolina went into the semi-finals of the WTA Strasbourg, wary and cautious, with the unpredictable Arena Sabalenka waiting on the opposite end. The two had only met once before this battle, two years ago at the Wuhan Open, where the Belarusian pulled off an upset, beating Svitolina over three sets. Knowing the threats of her opponent, Svetolina took no chances in the first sets, working the world number 12 with a barrage of brilliant strikes, bagging three breakpoints en route to seeding the set. Complacency could have gotten the bets of the Ukrainian star in the second set as Sabalenka bounced back with a calm and assured performance. Just a single breakpoint was required as she forced the match into a third and decisive set. Defense on both ends was seemingly put aside as the two traded breakpoints in a tightly contested set. Quality rose to the top at the end as Vitolina clinched the win. Next stop, the final. Ukraine and Kazakhstan collide in France when Elina Svitolina and Elena Rybakina lock horns for the WTA Strasbourg crown. Catch the action live on Supersport.